I'm Dawn. And I'm Ashley. We would like to welcome you to the Work It, You Are Worth It podcast. Where two friends sit around and talk about healing, growth, and healthy relationships. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Dawn. How are you? I am uh, outstanding today. Outstanding. How's your week been? It's been great. It's been a really kind of yucky rainy day here but it's been nice and warm so at least the rain has been refreshing oh that's good that's good it was nice here it was storming actually right before we jumped on i was a little worried that it was going to be all loud behind um the other night though it was saturday night people always say well don't the hurricanes bother you don't and i'm like i'm always like no you know they just they're no big deal because it's a little bit of wind maybe a little bit of rain never been and I, re- I figured out why I never worry about it, because Saturday night put all of the hurricanes we have had to shame. It rained and was so windy. It was literally raining sideways. Wow. Yeah, there was, um, it was my apartment building. So four floors, um, six times six, 12, 12 times four, like there's that many apartments. Maybe, maybe it's, I don't know, something like that. So probably 40 apartments, we'll say, in this building. And the whole building shook. My apartment shook. It was thundering so bad. Wow. Like you could feel the thunder in the apartment. Yeah, that's yeah. intense. That's, that's like one of those ones where the middle of the night, you wake up out of a sound sleep because the whole house rattles when the thunder goes. Yeah, yeah. And I felt that in my in a house before, but like, not in a four-story building like it was just that and it was oh it was it was crazy it was crazy do you guys have tornadoes there i mean i know there's but do you get how often do you have tornado scares uh we've got a tornado warning today we have i'd say in this time of year probably once or twice a week oh okay but an actual tornado in our area i have lived in this house for 18 years and there has never been one. Oh, okay yeah yeah we don't have them very often but we do get them but it's usually not in my area they're always farther in you know in state you know they just a typical they they go towards the area that maybe have more um mobile homes because <laughs> for some reason that's what tornadoes do that's what it always seems like yeah so uh um all right well so we had said that we were gonna talk about making amends this week yes so first i want to talk a little bit about what making amends isn't okay saying i'm sorry is not making amends just walking up to someone and saying man i'm sorry i screwed up that is not what making amends is Telling someone, I'm sorry, you feel blah, 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 is not making amends. Telling someone why you did what you did is not making amends. Do you have anything else to add about what amends isn't? No, I think you, I was actually going to ask you a question about the first one, but then you like kind of elaborated on it because I was like, you when you said, I'm sorry is not an amends, I was like, 
but then you went in to say it can be it can be right because right i can use the words i'm sorry in my amends i personally don't because so many people have this preconceived notion about those two small words when they're put together <laughs> um but you i i definitely could and it wouldn't hurt anything so i i was thinking you were just saying i'm sorry because right i agree with that Saying just saying two words, I am sorry, I'm sorry, is not a, a meant. I agree with you. So I, once you clarified, I was like, okay, I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So no, I agree with that. If we talked about what an amends is not, so let's talk about what an amends is because I feel like we could elaborate. Well, let me ask you this: Do you have any examples of 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 something that is not an amends, but like in more detail within what you said earlier? Okay, so I am really good for saying I'm going to use Nick or one of the kids even when I get into it with Nick or one of the kids and they say something that I did. I'm really good at saying, well, I'm sorry. I know that makes you upset, but you shouldn't have done this and this and this and this. Or... I went to work and I snapped at someone the other day. And when I went back to make an amends for snapping at them, I was like, man, I'm sorry that I snapped at you. What you said just really sent me over the edge. That is not making an amends. So I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit because I feel like a lot of people think that is making an amends. Mm -hmm. But what I really did there is I went to that person and that's actually not what I said to them. I'm going to tell you what I said in a second. But, but in that situation, what I did is I said, I'm sorry I did this, but I did it because of you. So it's really your fault. Uh, yeah. Because you did this. I'm sorry because you said this and it made me mad. It's still like the word you in there, not being you, meaning that other person is putting it on them. Right. What I actually said to him and to what I should have said to them and what I did say was, I'm really sorry that I snapped at you. I was really frustrated and it was wrong. I should not have done that. So the biggest difference what I hear is instead of saying you, you used I statements. A hundred percent about me. Right. right. So another thing that people tend to do is I feel like you are doing this and this and this. Or when this happens, I feel attacked. Still spinning it around to make it the other person's fault somehow instead of truly making it about me what i had control over what i did that i don't want to do anymore in reality what i heard you doing to that person in a way is you're shaming them elaborate on that when you said i'm sorry but when you did this to me or you said this to me you were in a way would, and I know you. that's not what you said to them. Let me, I, I just want to make sure that right. that's clear. Right, no, no, clear, no, right? I get you. I'm following yeah. your hypothesis, hypothesis, what is it? Yeah, hypothetical. Yeah, hypothetical, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so by you saying what that other person did, I'm sorry, but what you when you said this to me, you were, you were actually blaming them. Right, I see what you mean. Like I was judging what they said and then pointing my finger at, they're them. saying causing my emotion right which is really shaming them 
And in no way is that making an amends. No. Well, no, God, no. No. So what is making an amends? Making an amends can be multiple things, I personally believe. And it all depends on myself and the other person and our relationship currently. Is there anything that you could summarize to describe what making amends is? Like, like, like. Well, your example was a great example of that. What you said to that person was owning and using I statements and owning your own feelings. You stated how you felt and it had nothing to do with the other person, but you showed your ass. And so you needed to acknowledge that you showed your ass. Right. And just to recap, what I had said to him was, and I've said to him at this point, so I might as well keep saying it. But, yeah. but what I said to him was, um, I'm sorry I snapped at you. I was frustrated and I shouldn't have done that. Now, in hindsight, I wish I hadn't have said I shouldn't have done that. I wish I had found another way to say that. But same difference. That's just me nitpicking myself. Right. So. But I think that could have been left off and it would have been just fine. Right. So when I think of what is making an amends or what does making amends mean, for me, making amends means correcting a mistake that has made a situation bad or worse that I caused. Correcting, taking accountability for the things that I did in order to make the situation or thing worse. Okay, I'm with you. What are some, let's see, is that, so is, how do we make amends, right? So we said what amends is. So the next thing I would say is how do we go about making amends? So what does that look like for you? One thing, the first is what we call direct amends, which is where I talk to the person directly face to face and I make amends that way. Okay. And then there's indirect amends someone that i can't talk to face to face i can't uh, communicate with maybe they've passed on maybe it would do harm or put me in a harmful situation for whatever reason i cannot communicate with this person so i would make an indirect amends and then there's also a living amends which is where i don't really need to say anything but you can clearly see the changes. And sometimes, actually for me, most times, I do a living amends with the direct and indirect amends, actually all times, because if I'm not doing a living amends, then the direct or indirect amends doesn't actually mean anything. The living amends is where I actually make changes. So if I don't do that, then a written or verbal or whatever amend doesn't matter. It's just a bullshit apology, really. I agree with you um, on what you just said. I think a living amends is a must at all times. That is how I have to show the work that I've done through my actions, through my choice of words, through my behaviors, so I agree, living amends is just a must. But let's talk yeah. more about the other two. Because, and we'll come back to living amends, because it is a big one. But I think we need to clarify more what the other two are and what those look like. Right. Yeah, let's do that. So well, let's start with direct amends, right? Because I think that's 
the easier of the two. Agreed. So a direct amends, for me, a direct amends is where I communicate directly with the person and tell them, you know, what I've done, what I've said, where my character defects are. I acknowledge what character defects I have had, and I acknowledge what I am going to do differently. So what do you mean when you say character defects? What things did I do that I regret doing in this situation? So a character defect, in my opinion, is something about my personality, my character in each situation. And it doesn't have to be the same every time because a lot of times it can be different. But it's a character defect is something about my character that I have done in this situation that I don't want to do. So it doesn't have to do what the other person thinks about you is a character defect. It's what you believe is a character defect. So I'm glad you asked that because that is a really big thing about amends that I think is extremely important. It has nothing to do with the other person except whether or not you're communicating with them. My amends has absolutely nothing to do with the other person. It is 100% about me. I don't mention them. I don't mention their behaviors. I'm not doing it for them. I'm not worried about what they will get out of it. It literally has nothing to do with them. When we make direct amends to another person, I am of the opinion that a direct amends simply means that I am communicating directly with them. Sometimes that is a written letter. Sometimes that is a phone call. Sometimes that is a person-to-person, face-to-face conversation. And I want to actually change what I just said. I kind of think a letter is indirect because I'm not communicating with them. I'm simply writing my thoughts and then they are reading it. So I think that falls more under indirect. So a direct amends, I think, is where, like, we're talking right now. We're not face-to-face, but we are talking. If I made an amends to you for something that I had felt I did wrong, whether or not you agreed that it was wrong or whether or not you wanted me to make an amends, if I said, hey, Dawn, I am really sorry that when we talked last week, I interrupted you like six times. I am working really hard on not interrupting you anymore. Do you feel as though I need to make any amends to you for that? No. But yet I feel as though... That is a character defect that I have. I interrupt people. So in order for me to live with integrity within myself, if I see myself doing something I don't want to do, I acknowledge out loud that I have done this. And then I take accountability and responsibility for my actions as directly as possible to the person affected. And then I bring it to the forefront of my awareness by doing that so that now I can stop doing this. So I remember what I was going to say earlier when you were um, talking about making the amends to someone and have nothing, having nothing to do with them. Nothing. It doesn't matter what they feel. The only for me, the way I look at it is the only thing that I need to do to the other person. And I do that out of 
out of just my own. And again, I guess it's about me. I do want to be respectful of them. I don't want to go in but guns blazing that because again that's not an amends right it's a it's I have to acknowledge my own character defects but I still also need to be respectful of them so one of the things that I think of is we do have to be considerate of the other person's time I'm not going to come to your work and grab you out of work to make an amends to you at that moment because that is not a good time for you. I have to be respectful of you. Well, and not even so much that I have to be respectful of you, but I want to be received. Right. And if you're at work, if I'm being realistic and I'm being honest and authentic with myself, you're at work. You do not have the emotional capacity to receive my amends while you are thinking about work. Because then that's so not safe I for me. I have to be right. And, and to kind of, I really like what you're saying about it has to be safe for the other person because first and foremost in making amends is to do no harm. Right. right. Now I do want to talk about that though, because I see a lot of people use that as an excuse and yes, that's me judging them, but not <laughs> really because I, I just want to discuss what doing harm actually is. So I have had sponsees tell me, I don't want to make amends to this person because what if me showing up in their life messes up their life? What if their wife gets mad that I send a letter? That is not doing no harm. That is assuming what someone else is going to feel. That is predicting someone else's feelings. That is guessing the future. That is thinking you have the power to force someone else to see your letter and not simply throw it in the garbage can. So doing no harm means I am not going to put someone else in danger. I am not going to put myself in danger. I am going to be considerate and respectful of others and myself. And I am going to do what I need to to make amends for myself. I slightly disagree with that. And what I, I kind of knew you would. That's why I said it. I, <laughs> she know we've had this conversation about amends. So one of the things that I, and this I this is why I said what I said earlier about depending on my current situation with them. I there are people in my past in high school that I have not talked to in thirty years. I have no interactions with them. I have not seen their faces. I have not anything. I will not go to them and make an amends because I don't need to. In my eyes, I don't need to. That was 30 years ago. It doesn't mean that I'm dismissing my actions or behaviors. It just means that I am not going to dredge that up from 30 years ago. Well, but, and I agree with that. And who's to say that person even remembers exactly. it and that you're not putting something into their head by showing up on their doorstep? And I think that that, that type of situation is what those living amends are for, right? I, I'm not going to go find 
the friend that I had in high school that I was friends with for four months and I don't remember her name now and we just stopped being friends for no fault of her own. I was just busy and had other things going on, right? Mm -hmm. I made amends to myself for the feelings and resentments I had towards myself about that. And I have let go of that. I have made a living amends about that situation. Now, if she still feels some type of way about it and she comes to me in three, four, 10, 20 years, whatever, well, we can handle that when we get there. Exactly. If she needs to make an amends about her resentments, that's her business. Yep. But I have made my amends, right? I don't remember her name. I just remember that I did this to a person and I feel that it was outside of my integrity. So I have made sure to change that behavior in my life and I won't do that to anyone again. Yes, that is that I agree with. That is so when I think of looking at my character defects over my lifetime, that's why I say for me, it is a factor of how that person is in my current life. Now, yes, I will use an example of my of my husband's, my first husband. I had not, you know, we we left Indiana 20 years ago and I did not really see him other than to maybe, maybe four times in 18 years. But when he got sick a couple of years ago and Dylan and I went up to Indiana and spent a couple of weeks I had an op- opportunity to make the amend- make an amends. Was he currently in my life? No. However, he is the father of my son, so that means he's currently in my life. Right? Because he is very much a part of my son's was part of my son's life. I didn't seek him out. Right? HP just made the situation happen and I was able to make an amends and when he passed, we were in a very very good spot. But I, if I wouldn't have an ex-boyfriend that I have no ties to and I haven't had ties into ties with in years and years and years and years, I'm not going to make that amends. I'm not going to go search that person out. Now, and see, I, in some situations, I do disagree, right? I think, and I think everything is a very situationally yes. based decision. And it is, again... It is a personal decision because this has nothing to do with anyone other than me. I am making amends to make my life and myself better. Therefore, my amends needs to be right for me, not anyone else. Right. I, I agreed. And so if I'm struggling with, if it's something that I did that I that constantly is coming up for me, in conversations like right it'll pop in my head on a on a regular basis that is something to me that's hp talking and saying keeping it at the forefront of my brain because i need to make an amends or i need to do something with it absolutely if there's something that is creeping to the forefront of my brain it's because uh, it's in myself it's right it's i'm holding on to it and i haven't let go of it yet right so it, it needs attention of some sort by simply shoving it back down or giving it to my higher power again without ever examining it is not paying attention to it. Now, I'm not talking about the fight that I had with 
my significant other yesterday. I didn't have a fight with him, but I'm not (laughs) talking about the fight that we may have had yesterday. I'm talking about something that has been on my mind for days or weeks, and I think I handle it, and I give it away, or I'm done with it, and it comes back. That There's it's a, a nagging feeling. That's what it. I it, it reminds yes. that nagging feeling. And it, again, it's not something that is just like it's just happened, and so I'm obsessing Mm-mm. and ruminating. This is a very different thing than that. This is like like I was done with this. I truly let it go. I'm I'm I, I have stopped obsessing, thinking, ruminating, whatever. I thought it was over, and now it just keeps popping up. And then I go, okay, I hear you, I see you. And I let it go again. And a couple days later, it pops up again. And I let it go again. And look here, here's another situation involving the same type of thing. Okay, I need to focus on this character defect. It's For me, it's not really about a person, right? It's not a person that keeps popping up. It's a character defect that keeps popping up. So what do you think about in a situation of a person that was with a a partner that was abusive do you think that do you think there should be an amends yes okay on which part so let me actually take this on a personal level and let me take it a bit further than abuse i'm gonna go really far with this so you may have to rewind or whatever when i was 13 14 i think i was 14 i was um drinking with a bunch of friends as well as um some cousins and there was one person there that i got extraordinarily drunk and he got extraordinarily drunk actually all of us got extraordinarily drunk but the two of us were extraordinarily drunk and we went to bed in the same bed um i went to bed with intentions of going to sleep i'm not quite sure where his mind was In the morning, I woke up and my clothes were off and my friend who was sleeping on the floor beside us told me some things that she had heard but didn't witness while she was, while we were supposed to be all sleeping. Mm -hmm. I have no memory of any of it. So I went to, um, and let, let me just go to the story, right? She heard noises, she heard moaning, she heard pants and zippers, and I knew in the morning that. I had had sex, but I had absolutely no memory of having sex. And I did not want to have sex with this person. So I immediately at 13 years old went 14. I think I was 14, went to yelling about how he raped me. Now, this person was someone that I was extremely close with, extremely close with him. And it completely destroyed any semblance of relationship that him and I had, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I attempted suicide a few weeks later. Um, My dad had a lot to deal with that he never dealt with from it, as well as his, the the, the other person's mother, as well as other people in our vicinity, right? My friend, there were some cousins that I had spending the night as well. We were all a very tight-knit group. And I was not quiet when I went to screaming about this. I was calling him names. I was putting it out there. I was telling everybody what he did. Everybody except him, everybody except my father, everybody except his mother, everybody except any police, everybody except anybody that could actually do anything about it. Let me not mince words. 
I was raped that night. Let me also not mince words. I have amends to make to him. So I'm going to speak for probably a lot of people out there. Why would you make an amends to him? So the reason I need to make an amends to him is because I behaved after the fact in ways that I am not okay with. I demolished his character. I demolished his reputation. I did not wait two seconds to hear his side of the story. And yes, I know I didn't have to, but I was very, very close to him and he was just as drunk as I was. And I have no memory of it. There are always two sides to a story. And frankly, I don't care what his side is. My side is that is not who I want to be. That is why I own amends to him, because I am not the person that demolishes someone's reputation and character without a second thought. And that is what I did that day and for the weeks that followed. Thank you for sharing the story first. And thank you for explaining that, because that's one of those things that I, I think if it would have stopped after the night and it wouldn't have and you wouldn't have continued on with the. Um, destroying his character. Oh, I went on for weeks. Yeah. Hell, years. Dawn, I went on for years. Like, right up until probably five years ago, if someone mentioned his name in my family, I would go on a rant about him. But I never did anything about it. Had I gone to my father, had I gone to his parents, had I gone to police, had I even dealt with it myself in any way other than attacking him. Like it has nothing. I I don't know how else like it. it, it, This has nothing to do with what he did or did not do. What he did was awful. I, I am not taking that away from myself in any way, shape or form. What he did was absolutely awful, and he did not get the justice he deserved for what he did. Let me, I don't want to mince words here. Making an amends and owning my accountability and owning my negative behaviors that I do not want to live with any longer does not take away from him and what he did. It simply takes away from the anger and the hurt and the hatred that I'm dealing with. It allows me to feel forgiveness. It allows me to feel compassion. It allows me to come from a place of love rather than a place of hate. It has nothing to do with him at all. It's how deep it having nothing to do, right? So when you asked if someone who has lived in an abusive relationship has amends to make with their abuser and my answer my answer to that is yes because the amends aren't for the abuser the amends are about the situation with the abuser but the amends are for me so let's say we were cutting it off after what he did that evening that night and you did nothing of the other behavior then would you own amends I would owe an amends to myself. There you go. Yes. And I do still owe an amends to myself, right? Like, I have to go through that process. I, I'm, I'm working on it. He didn't get the justice that he deserved because in that moment, 
I wasn't, I don't know. I was 14, 15, right? Yeah. 14. I was, I was doing what teenagers do. I was living in the moment and I was living off emotions and I was just going with what I knew and what I had. And then after that, it becomes a lot, right? How do you take that back? So you just live with that for however many years. And then we get into these steps and we get into making amends. And all of a sudden we're looking at these great, big, huge situations like, oh, this is so terrible. And yes, it is absolutely terrible. And yes, it is horrible. And when I break it down to where I am looking at my behaviors and only my behaviors, I am making amends only for my behaviors because I only control my behaviors. I don't know. It just, it, it makes it so much easier because it doesn't take away from their behavior. It has nothing to do mm -hmm. with them. And sometimes it could be, you know, we're talking about the things, what you did, but what it also could mean, for example, if you didn't do something, maybe you didn't stand up for someone someone who was being verbally assaulted and you just stood back and let it happen. And amends needs to happen for that, right? And amends has to happen for what I did do or I didn't do and I should have done. Well, let's talk about that situation for a second there. Someone's being verbally assaulted and you hear it happening and you do nothing. For some people, that would be an amends, right? Mm -hmm. For me... I would feel as though I owed an amend for that because I allowed, I, I just, I did nothing, right? Right, right. For other people, for some people, though, that's none of my business. That is their business. That is their situation. So maybe not everyone feels like they need to make an amend for the same thing that everyone, that he, the other person does. You know what I mean? I do. I do. Yeah. But I think it's still, right, we have to clean our side of the street. And sometimes we don't do things we should. And some I think things, a lot of the times we don't do things we should. And so there's, I, it's not always about the things I do wrong. Right. Sometimes it's also about the things I didn't do. Yes. And just because I feel like I need to make an amends for something I did doesn't mean Dawn feels like she needs to make an amends for doing the exact same thing. Right. Two different people can feel like they need to make an amends for two different things. If you'd have asked me a year ago if I needed to make amends to that person I was just talking about, I would have said absolutely not. What do I need to make amends for? So one person can feel like they need to make an amends when they didn't feel like that six months ago. Or I can feel like I don't now, but in two years, I might feel like I need to. But are you going to rush out and control it and try to manipulate it and try to make it happen? Oh, absolutely not. Like the same situation, the same scenario I was just using the example I gave. I know there's an amends that needs to be made there. I also know that I'm not in a place to make a direct amends and I'm not quite ready to make an indirect amends yet either. I get a little bit of anxiety and panic mm -hmm. thinking about it. So I still need to process that. When the time is right, when I get there, when I am comfortable and I know what I want to say, then I will. I believe that's turning it over to your higher power, right? Because it doesn't matter what you want to say. It doesn't matter when it's going to when you want it to happen. It is that's a conversation of having, you know, like you're saying, 
HP, I need to make an amends. I know I need to make an amends, but I'm not going to, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to trust that you are going to give me the words and you're going to put the right time for me. And when that occurs, I will know it. You will tell me and I will take care of it and I will let it go. Yes. And how I know I am not ready, I feel it, right? But I that's think knowing about yourself. Making amends. Right. Right. I think about making an amends and my heart rate picks up. Or I get my stomach clenches, right? My gut clenches. Or so I can't even sometimes think so far as to making amends with some, some situations. Sometimes I just think about the person or the situation and I feel like an immediate anxiety attack or panic attack and I back off because I'm not ready to go there. It is such a personal decision that we all need to make for ourselves there's no right or wrong. There are just guidelines. All right. So we've talked about living or we, we're going to come back to living, but we've talked about direct. So let's switch over to indirect. Okay. What's a way of making indirect amends? I can do it through letter. You actually said that earlier. And I think that is a big one. Um, sometimes, right, I can't make a face-to-face -face amends like you you know one of the people that I think of right it's anyone that has passed away I cannot make a face-to-face -face amends with them yes I can have a conversation out loud to that person who's not here that is a way to do it but a lot of times it, it's writing out a, it's writing a letter it might be sending the letter right we could send the letter we could not send the letter and just burn it. And that's kind of a symbolic letting it go. We could or if, like somebody's living, like not just passed away, but like if they're living across the country or across the world or something and we can't contact them, we can, we can send a letter if I can't fly there or I can't exactly call them for whatever. One of the things of, one of the things I think of a lot of what a situation in which direct amends would be appropriate or indirect amends, sorry, a situation in which indirect amends would be appropriate is if, if I was involved in like an affair and I yeah. was the third party of a coming into a monogamous relationship, I personally would feel the need to make amends to myself first and foremost as well as to the person that the significant other, right? The person that was cheated on. However, I wouldn't want to insert myself into that person's life, right? Yeah. Like, could you imagine somebody having cheated on you and the person that they had an affair with writing you a letter? No. First and foremost is do no harm. And something inside of me says that that would be harmful. So in that situation, I would do an indirect amends, right? I would maybe yeah. write a letter and burn it or uh, write a letter and stuff it in a bottle and bury it. Um, I know people who do rituals mm -hmm. as indirect amends. Um, I have one sponsee who will light candles and chant and meditate and burn different sages and herbs and things of that nature and just really focus on the amend that she has to make. And that is her way of making indirect amends. There's all kinds of different ways that we can do it. I don't think there is a right or wrong. I think that's the, 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 
kind of a consistent theme here. There is no right and right or wrong. It just depends on the person that's making the amends. And I'm not even going to say the person that needs to make amends because sometimes we don't need to, right? But it's the person making the amends gets to decide what works for them. And it's all about being able to let it go after the fact. If the person I make, an, let's say I'm making amends to, I'm going to use my second husband because I've had that has ha had that um, happen this last year. If he is constantly not letting go of the amends I make, let's say he keeps coming at me, he keeps, you know, bringing it up, that has nothing to do with me. If I feel that I cleaned my side of the street and I'm able to let it go, it what he does, what he how he feels about it has nothing to do with me at all. There's another common theme. It has nothing to do with them. It is all right. If he if he has a reaction, it has nothing to do with me. Right. If I have a feeling or an amend or anything it has nothing to do with them. It is not mm -hmm. they are not linked. Now if after I make the amends, I am still struggling, I'm, it's still coming up, I'm still, I'm putting air quotes around obsessing about it, and I can't let it go, then my amends might not have been enough. So maybe I did a direct amends, which I did do with him, but I still had some residual things. Maybe I don't go back to him. Maybe I do, right? I don't know. That'll HP will take care of that decision for me. But at least I'm going to put it down on paper. I'm going to I'm going to take continue to take the steps to amends that I need to take to get to the point where I can let it go. You're going to So, okay. So you said if you make amends to him, and then later on, things keep coming back up. For me. Would you then just shove those things away? Like, no, no I made amends to him. I'm done. No, no, no. Because that's what I have to do. I have to keep cleaning my side of the street until I can let it go. I don't have to use the same technique I used the first time. Maybe I don't make another direct amends. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of my first husband. Let me use that one as an example. I was able to make a direct amends to him before he passed. But I can't make an amends to him now. He's passed. Right. So if something comes back up, it would have to be an indirect amends. Correct. Right? Okay. My mom. We'll use my mom as an example. I mean, no, I don't use her because I can, I can make direct amends to her all the time. And I do now. I know. Okay. I have one. I have one sponsee that has made direct amends to, um, has been able to make a direct amends to her mother. But there are still things that she wants to make amends for. But every time, now when she tries, her mother shuts her down. She just, boom, shuts her down. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to hear this. Her mom's not ready. No matter what she does, her mom shuts her down. She can't get, like, she can try to get words out. I don't want to talk about this. I told you I don't want to talk about this. So she, there's nothing she can do with it. So she has to turn to another one of the forms of amends. So maybe she doesn't, moves to an indirect amends. Maybe she just does things differently. But the choice is hers, the right? Choice. It's up to her. Exactly. What feels right. If she like, needs to make a face-to-face -face amends, 
then that's what she needs to do. But she also has to... You Doing can't, harm would be for her to say, no, mom, you're going to hear me whether or not you want to. Right. And that's what I was going to say. You can't force it on anyone either because that's doing harm. Yes. Doing harm would be slapping someone with reality that they are not ready to see. So we've talked a lot about direct amends. We talked about indirect amends. Yep. We've talked some about living amends. Some examples of living amends that I could think of off the top of my head are an alcoholic who gets sober and stops drinking. That is a every single day living amends. I, I, as someone who loves an alcoholic, every single day that he is not drinking, it is like, I, I don't know, it, it's, it is like an amends. It is a living proof of look how much better I am, look who I am now. My children, I can make living amends to. I can, now my goal is to be a better mother. To be in a more engaged mother and be a more present mother. How do I do those things? I could say I'm sorry to Dylan to his face directly. But if I continue to not be present or dismiss him or try to control and manipulate him. Right. I've really negated my my amends, my initial amends, that direct amend. I do with my kids is I'm constantly trying to stay true to my words that I have said before, because I'm always, I'm always, my children are in my life, God, I hope for, for the, my entire life, but I'm always going to be in a way making amends to them because, and I say that because I need to continue showing up for them in a healthy way, because if I don't, I'm going to feel guilty about that. I'm going to yes. feel bad about that. And so for me, even though I verbally have made that amends to Dylan, I still have to show up, not for him, because I want to be a better mother, better mother, but I need to do it for me. Because you want to be a better mother. Exactly. Right? You're doing it because you want to be a better mother. You're not doing it because Dylan deserves it. You're not doing it because your mom said so. You're not do doing it because the mailman told you to. Like, sure, all, all those things may be relevant. Yep. They may have happened. But that's not why you're doing it. You're doing it because you want to. Exactly. A living amends is something that I do each and every day to be better than I was the day before yeah. or the situation before or the timing before. So I want to get to one other topic before we um, wrap up tonight. And we've said it a couple of times in this um, tonight. And that is making amends to ourselves. And I think that is the number one amends we have to make. If we don't make any other amends in our entire lives, which I'm not saying we should or shouldn't. What I'm saying is, but we do have to make an amends to ourselves. I owe myself an amends. I am the number one amends I need to make. I think every single person in this world, no matter how many years of recovery they have in their belt, owes themselves an amends at some point in each day. Making an amends to myself is the first and foremost, utmost priority, I think, as far as making amends go. Yeah. So let's talk about some amends. How, what does an amends to myself look like? So I will. Oh, man. 
We talked to, I had an amends last week. Was it last week in the podcast? And I ended up having to make an amends to myself about with my mom and the whole financial, like calling her and her not. Uh Yep. I made a financial amends to myself, right? Paying off that, you know, doing my due diligence to pay off that, the debt I, I created and uh, in my, in past relationships, right? That was a financial amends I needed to make to me to be able to let it go. I need to make an amends to myself for not knowing any better for all the things I did in the first 48 years of my life before I came to CODA, I had to make an amends to myself for that. That I also made an amends. um, Sorry, you also made an amends last week about going to the hardware store for milk. Yes, I have to know I did the best I could with what I had before CODA, before getting the working recovery. Now I have to to make an amends to myself when I have a codependent slip or a codependent spiral because those are going to happen. And that doesn't mean I failed me. It just means, it just means I had a codependent slip or a codependent spiral. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all it means. I just had a slip. I, and yeah, I mean, making amends to myself was one of the most difficult and emotional amends that I made throughout this entire process. The original, let me, let me rephrase that. The original amends I made to myself was one of the most difficult, right? Because I had years of self-neglect and years of self-abuse that I I had to make amends for. Um, And it's hard. It's surprisingly difficult to acknowledge the ways I have wronged myself and still be compassionate and kind and forgiving and loving, right? That's what I'm doing in making an amends is I am acknowledging my behaviors. I am being compassionate for the other person and myself, and I am forgiving myself. And and a lot of times the situation, I'm letting go of it. I don't know about anybody else, but when I made amends to myself for the first time for all of those years of all of that, it was emotional. It was difficult. I actually made amends to myself in my car, driving down the road, talking out loud to this imaginary little (laughs) me sitting in the backseat. I made amends for the things that I had no control over. I made amends for the things that I held on to that I, I had no control over and yet I continued to hold on to. I made amends for victimizing myself every single day after my victimization was over. I mean, shoot, my mom was only physically abusive until I was 12. I did it after that. You know yeah. what I mean? I took care of abusing myself once I moved out of my mom's house, right? I took care of abusing myself and neglecting myself once I moved out of my dad's house. I took care of all of that. So I had to apologize to myself for that. And I mean, it was a good hour long conversation with myself. A lot of crying and a lot of freedom afterwards, too. I can think of a couple of other things that just kind of pop in my head, popped in my head. Making amends for not loving 
my ves- my bo- my vessel, my body. Yes. Not putting quality food in it or not taking care of it with, you know, with stretching and um, not loving it. Calling myself names. We've talked about this in, uh, in one of the early, early podcasts about calling ourselves stupid. Yep. I, I feel like it's really, really important to stress that when I am making amends to myself about how I have treated myself, I can't be, be mean. I can't be angry. I can't beat myself up for it, right? Like, if my friend came to me and told me how sorry they were for all the bad things they've done in my life, I would be compassionate and I would be loving and I would be kind and I would receive their apology and amends. But I have the tendency when I come to myself to be like, well, you should have known better and I should have done better and I've been in recovery for two and a half years and I know better than this. And that's not making amends to myself. That's just beating myself down. That's acknowledging my wrongdoings and beating myself down. So yes, I need to acknowledge my wrongdoings and yes, I need to make amends for that. But the key to making amends to myself is loving, compassionate, kind. And that across the board goes for ourselves and that goes for others. And when we do that, we're going to find our amends will be successful. We will be able to let it go because we did it in an authentic, safe, respectful way. And we thought we were going to have trouble talking about amends tonight. (laughs) I know, right? Because we could probably kept going, I'll be honest. Yes. Um, All right. Ashley, thank you for an amazing night. You also, Dawn. I have had such a wonderful time with you, as I always do. Me too. Um, Listeners, I hope you have all enjoyed it as much as we have. And I'm sure we'll, all of our topics we're going to come around to and we'll talk about it again. And so I'm sure this will not be our only time of talking about amends. Not at all. All right, everybody, have a great week. And Ashley, you have a great week as well. Yes, everyone have a great week, and I look forward to talking to you all next week. Bye. Bye. We would like to thank you for joining us on this journey of self-discovery. Visit the Work It website at workityouareworthit.com to submit your questions and topics for future episodes. And remember, work it because you are worth it.